everyone, this is the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and I'm one of the hosts of the show. We are back from our vacation and ready for an awesome episode. This week, we are talking about the guilt that homeschooling moms often feel. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. They make math fun, and you can check out their website, teachingtextbooks.com, to check out a free trial. So, let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Hey everybody, uh, it's good to be back in the saddle again. It has been a couple of weeks, um, and uh, we had just a super, super full uh, three weeks. We um, spoke at a lot of it, churches and homeschool groups, and um, and we did a lot of traveling. We had some RV issues uh, in our newly renovatedly painted RV family mobile uh, early on, but they were taken care of, and uh lots of you uh, prayed for us and you helped us and it was awesome and then we got to vacation time and uh we had a great time with our entire family and i don't know if you've had a vacation in a long time but you you should plan one um because there's just something uh, wonderful about vacations but it's been fast and furious ever since um i drove down right after we got home to go to my dad's birthday then we had a day at home and then i had to drive down a hundred miles to go get a couch that my wife saw on whatever Facebook marketplace or somewhere like let go or something. Um, so I just pulled in the driveway, ran out here, um, and we're doing this right now. Um, but we had a great time. Uh, and, and, and we fixed the suburban that Ben had some issues on the way down and on the way back. Um, but, uh, Ben, you took the trailer down to Florida. This is your second trip. Uh, and tell everybody how that went. It was good. It was intense drive down. Uh, I would suggest not taking multiple five-hour energies in the same night, uh, especially without eating because it is brutal. Um, Had you we, ever taken one before? Yeah, I, I took one, I think, last time on the way down, yeah. and it worked great, but it wasn't two. The first one worked awesome. I mean, you know, we were driving, so I got off work. And then I worked all day and then got off and we started driving. We drove it all night because we wanted to get there just the next day. And uh, so at like midnight, I took a five hour energy, felt great. I could just like, I was feeling exhausted, just went boom and it was gone. And I, I said, I could feel like my heartbeat in my foot, I think, because it was like so intense, but it felt great. Anyways, and then after uh, about like 3.30 or something like that, it was starting to wear off. It was like four and a half hours, four hours later, later, and I stopped and got a sandwich, cold sandwich at the gas station, and it was super soggy. I think I had like roast beef on it. It was disgusting, and I like ate like two bites, and I was like, man, this is going to make me sick. So I threw that away, and then I took the other five-hour energy drink, and not only did it not work, but I started feeling super nauseous. So I was like, I got to pull over right now. I'm going to throw up. I didn't, but Riz, I was like, Riz, you're just going to have to try to drive, but we were almost in Atlanta. So she like started pulling out. I was freaking out because, you know, she, the brakes are stiff on the suburban she hadn't driven it before with the trailer so she pulled back over it's like i can't do it so then and i started driving and then i pulled over a couple more times like for five minutes because i was like i'm so tired i'm gonna fall asleep or like i can't i gotta sleep i didn't and we made it and once the light came up it was fine but it was a little brutal that part but it was still made the whole trip go really quick and the kids were awesome and didn't have any issues really on the way there or back except for well we did have some brake fluid leaking i guess and that was you know but it worked out fine and on the way back my brother sam and his wife mckenna they drove back with us so we could trade off and that made it a lot easier um so yeah it was awesome and didn't want to have to come back because you know it's cold and rainy i mean 
And the day we got back, it was gray, and it was gray every day until yesterday, I think. So it was just pretty <laughs> miserable. So. It is pathetic. Why do we live here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wilson. I guess. Did, the Wilson should have settled in sunny Florida. Yeah, no kidding. But, if it wasn't for the people, we would, I think. That's right. We didn't pick up. Um, but we had a great time, and uh, we went to Disney World for a day, and or the Magic Kingdom, and you know, uh, went to see Galaxy's Edge. Um, and when we went that day, it poured down rain in the morning. Um, we got up and like left our uh, camper at five o'clock in the morning, and we were soaked. Our feet were soaked and drenched and soggy and but it was an amazing time but ben i was gonna ask you what was your what's your favorite part of our and i should say i mean our entire family was there uh all the in-laws were there um our future son-in-law was there uh and and well, it was um uh, what what was your favorite what's your favorite part of the whole thing and then i'll tell you my favorite part i mean i just love the i mean the, the location and the people don't really matter to me no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> no i mean the location's awesome i love being there but yeah it's just fun getting to interact with everyone and it's fun that now that we're all older you know everyone's friends and interacts and it's just you know fun hanging out and doing everything together as a family but it's yeah. also the location the beautiful weather and yeah. getting hang out by the pool all day and stuff like that so <laughs> And it seems to me, Ben, this is my observation, and we haven't really talked about this. It's still it's still a little hard to figure out how to be a parent and a kid at the same time, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's well, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard because, well, for one, I didn't even have to do much because really dad did a lot of it. He just would not. Uh, he, he sat back when the kids were taking a nap for some no, reason. No. But no, it is definitely different because you just, you know, kids get tired and, you know, that definitely changes. I, I I mean, we went to Magic Kingdom and, you know, I, I didn't end up doing a single ride other than uh, I did Small World, which I like, but none of the ones that I love, uh, you know, because of kids. So that's just how it goes. And hopefully that changes next year, but we'll see. So it won't. It only gets worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was but a that's blast. The, that's the part I like. I mean, I like. And Ben and I had this conversation because he argued with me every day about, no, Dad, you don't need to watch kids when they take naps. But, I mean, I love seeing my kids have a good time. And it just is fun to be able to make that happen. And uh, I, just, I just love it. And, you know, and it was awesome because your mom and I, you know, we could hold hands again. And sometimes in the busyness of life, it just feels like you don't have ever a time where you're walking somewhere side by side where you can hold hands. And it was just it was just a great time. Um, but we need to move on, Ben, because we have stuff to talk about because people don't just want to hear about our uh, vacation. Um, but uh, while we were down, we, you know, like I said, we spoke at a lot of homeschooling groups and I'm always encouraged by speaking at groups. In fact, I'll be speaking in, in one in Michigan next week and on a Skype event next week. Um, and in fact, if, if you're, you know, live within 250 miles of Milford, Indiana, which is Northern Indiana, I, I could almost speak almost any, almost any time at your homeschool group. Um, you just have to contact me. Um, but I love encouraging moms and dads, especially moms, because they need to be encouraged. Um, and I just, I, I felt a little pattern, um, this, uh, this time. Um, and I was just surprised, I guess, by all the... You know, they always talk about mommy guilt, not mommy guilt, but homeschool mom guilt, um, just guilt over lots of different things that they're not covering enough. And we're going to talk about these things in just a few minutes. But I got a letter um, from a mom and uh, I just thought it kind of embodied 
these different moms that I had these conversations with. And this is this is from an actual mom, and I'm just going to read it. And it's not an so, actual letter; it is a message. We don't get mail letters, is this? This is an actually surely, right? <laughs> I don't know. What's the difference? A Facebook message is not a letter. You would normally say, you know, they mailed me a letter, but I, okay. you can mail us a mail letter though if you want. Mail but message us, and we will give you our address. But you, okay, uh, just showing his age, you know. Mail, so. if you mail me. I'll get it for sure. If you message me, I will probably we may miss, miss it. it. And like this could be from like September of three years ago. Yeah, it's possible. Because <laughs> I probably just saw it. Now here it is. It says, I'm not sure how to say this, but your voice, voice for homeschooling with a smile is both an encouragement and a challenge to me. Thank you for your podcast, your posts, etc. We had the privilege of hearing you speak at Harvey Cedars this past summer. And again, Harvey Cedars is an awesome uh, family camp in Harvey Studios, New, Jer New Jersey. Um, in fact, I'm going to be there again next uh, Labor Day weekend uh, for uh, a long Labor Day weekend, uh, a homeschool week. So, uh, well, a homeschool weekend uh, that you can be a part of. It says, thank you. Your podcast episode number 60 was so good to hear tonight. Oh, the guilt. Always the guilt. I think I feel most pressure to be more diligent in our, in our school when I go to my part-time job which is accompanying the local public high school and junior high school uh, choir concerts. I come in for a few rehearsals before each concert, and the challenge for me is seeing those junior high and high school students, then considering my sixth grade son. Will he be ready for college like these high school seniors are preparing to do? Being with uh, mom and his young, younger sibling all day. Is he learning independence like so many of these students have so many of these students have to practice daily, moving from class to class, remembering assignments, listening to teachers. My 11-year-old still loves playing with his toys and imagining. Other kids his age seem to be growing up faster. He's very smart and loves learning. I wish I wasn't so hard on him or hard on myself. Tonight before bed, I, I took some time just to listen to him explain about what he enjoys imagining and help me to just stop and listen to him. Part of me wants to him to mature and grow faster, but the other part wants him to just be himself and enjoy being a kid for as long as he can. These are some of the thoughts I wrestle with. This is our fourth year homeschooling, and it's been very good, smoother, more relaxed than I expected. I still wonder sometimes if what I'm doing is the best. When moms of junior high and high school students ask me about my homeschool or learn that I plan to homeschool through high school, that is when I start to get nervous. I've never faced naysayers personally, but I don't know too many others in my area uh, that are homeschooling and planning to continue through high school. It can be a lonely endeavor. It's hard to wrestle with these thoughts. I pray about them. I need to pray more often. I also look up to your uh, look up your page on Facebook to find encouragement. Thank you. You know, and I just thought this, and I asked the mom if I could read it, uh, and she said yes. Um, but <laughs> sometimes I don't even ask, so she was lucky. Um, but you know, this could be anybody. Uh, and I just was shocked by, you know, the guilt uh, that this mom and so many other moms feel. Um, you know, in fact, I was listening. Uh, ben, do you ever listen to uh, uh, or have you ever heard? Um, <coughs> oh, what are their names? Click and clack the Tappet Brothers. Car Talk. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, on, I mean, uh, not extensively, but I've heard it a few times. You know, it's these two goofy right. guys. They don't drive like my brother. And they just ha, 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 laugh the whole time. And they answer questions about cars. Um, but I just happened to hear just a little bit of a segment. 
as I was driving and it was this uh, lady and she was talking about her car. I don't even know what was wrong with her car, but apparently, you know, maybe she let one of the fluids drain or she was going up a hill and she was going fast and it started making this noise and something broke. And one of the, the brothers, you know, said, that's the way, that's the way. And he has that uh, kind of New England accent. He goes, that's the way all you, all you uh, women are, you know, you all feel that guilt. And uh, she was like, what? And she goes, he said, yeah, that's the way all women feel. Like they think that the, because they were driving it and it did it then, it was their fault. And I was not stunned because I believe that. But I thought, you know, even in driving, it's true. Uh, I don't know if, if Rissa feels this way, but Debbie, your mom does. You know, if she thinks she's driving it and that's, you know, and something happens, she immediately thinks it was her fault. Or if I was driving it, she thinks it was my fault. You know, there's like this guilt that somebody has to have. Um, and moms, uh, homeschooling moms, it's killing you. It's just killing you. Um, you know, you feel guilty about what they, what, you know, you're, you're not teaching your kids, you know, the experiences that they're missing out, not spending enough time with each kid, not being light and fun all the time, you know, or your kids are feeling dumb, they're not getting into college, they're not, not going to get good jobs, and you think that it's all your fault. Um, before we talk through some of those issues, let me just say, quit thinking that way, because it's not your fault. I'm going to interrupt for just a minute to talk about our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available for homeschoolers, and our family has used it for many, many years, and we love it. They have a newer version of the curriculum that is better than ever, and you can access it from any device that has a browser, including Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in a fun and easy way that helps your child understand and learn better and takes some of the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure they are learning and you can check in on their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun. You can visit the website teachingtextbooks.com to check out a free trial or view a sample lesson. You can also visit their booth at a local homeschooling convention. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support. Well, I, before we before we kind of talk about some of the issues, I was just thinking, you know, even kind of dissecting this letter we just got, and I don't know if, as I was reading things, Ben, if certain things came to your mind that mm -hmm. really are fake guilt, guilt based on not the truth. I mean, she, this mom wrote, um, you know, that she has this part-time job where she watches all these junior high school, junior high and high school students. And then she says, you know, uh, because I see, uh, you know, I wonder if my son's going to be ready for college like my these high school seniors are preparing to do. And I'm like, do you really think that these high school seniors are being so prepared for college? Right. Like, I mean, the things it's, that it's they're talking a, a about false, interacting with believe. are not college all the time. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. And plus, she said my 11 year old. So, I mean, that's still seven years. I mean, your kid was four that long ago, you know, like in your kid's lifespan. That's that's almost half their life, you know, or it's more than half their life. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a long time. And uh, I mean, at 11 you shouldn't even be thinking about college yet. I mean, like literally don't even think about it. I mean, that has nothing to do with their life for a long time. And 
you know, you don't even know what they're interested in. I mean, you might know what they're interested in, but you don't know what they're going to, you know, have desire, what they want to focus on, anything at all, you know. So I just feel like that is a lot of extra stress to load on yourself right off the bat when you aren't even going to need to think about that for a long period of time. So that was one thing that jumped out to me right off the bat. But again, I, I, but I wouldn't measure. I, I think you're measuring against right. something that no, isn't totally. true. I do not think, you know, because I was in a, you know, the time I went to high school, uh, I went to public high school and. I didn't know anybody. You know, I knew some smart people. In fact, some people would have said, oh, I was one of them. Nobody that I knew was like so serious about preparing mm -hmm. for college. And honestly, I didn't think the school that I was in and I was in a good school was doing the same thing. You know, they weren't yeah, preparing totally. me any better. And I mean, I, yeah. And the other thing I think that is for an adult is like when you look at kids and you see all these guys, you know, kids interacting and stuff, I think as an adult, it's easy to look on that and only see the good, like the good stuff. You're like, oh yeah, it's pretty innocent. They're just kids, you know, but like, I don't think that people realize what a difference there is actually often underlying. Like they only see the kind of the top, you know, best foot forward often, you know, or they just right. choose not to see the worst. Uh, Cause I feel like that happens a lot, you know? And, and then when you actually get to see the, in, the insides of that, it's not nearly as what you, you know, what you might think just watching all these kids in band practice, which, you know, yeah, in all likelihood, yeah. those are the nerds anyway. So no, I'm just kidding. But, well, I, th <laughs> I think what you said is exactly true <clears throat> that they choose to only see the good part right. or, you know, and, and another thing that, Here's a truth that this mom wrote. She said, my 11-year-old still loves playing with his toys and imagining. And other kids his age seem to be growing up faster. You know, That's true. I think that may be true. You know, because I think, you know, I think about that with my own my own kids. You know, my 13-year-old son, he was out there today playing Nerf gun uh, with his brother. And, you know, they were playing Legos uh, this morning. and And they love that. But there's a little bit of an embarrassment. Like I mean, when we were speaking, uh, they, he had gotten a new Nerf gun, and and I told one of the leaders, they said, "Oh, do, you, do your kids want to come in?" And I said, "Ah, oh, no, they got a new Nerf gun." And he was bothered that I had mentioned that he got a new Nerf gun because, right. you know, he's under this impression well, that the yeah. 13 year old boys are supposed to be doing something different. Right. And I don't feel like it's even growing up like these other kids in school. They might be exposed to things that are grown up and things that are, you know, make them talking and thinking about things that are much older. But in terms of making wise decisions and like learning how to be an adult later on, I think they are much weaker than someone who's around their parents all the time because often you'll see homeschoolers, a lot of people think that they're more mature, which again, not saying they all are, but like, Generally, I think that it's not the case that a kid coming in high school is so, um, you know, ready to be an adult. It just means they know a lot of a lot of stuff that maybe your younger kid is not even thinking about. Um, and I think that's totally fine. So I think in that way, uh, you should want them to be as young as possible because a lot of the stuff that they're having to go through is not things that you would ever want an 11, 12, 15, 16, 17 year old to ever have to go through as a, you know, as a child. I mean, I didn't have to, and I'm so thankful I didn't. And I would, I would foster that. I know some parents who say, you know, my kids are this age 
and it's not very old. It's that 13, 14, and they're they have to sell their Lego or they're they're encouraged to, you know, not play the Nerf gun anymore. And I'm like, I'm letting my kid do it until he doesn't want to do it anymore. Because there will come a time where they're gonna move on to other things. It just always happens. Um, I would nurture that uh, playtime. Let them play um, because I, mean, yeah. I just think it's so important. You know, they're just, we're asking our kids, are, you know, especially if they go to a, uh, a school setting, we're asking them to shoulder a lot of heavy things way before they ever should. And they're never um, getting back to that period but, either. I mean, that is the only time yeah. in their life where they're ever going to do that. So, you know, I mean, you hit 15, 16 or whatever it is, or even younger, you know, whatever that age is. The last day I played with Lego, I don't remember what day it was, but you think it's never going to end. And then all of a sudden, just like one day, I never did it ever again. And it's like, I'm never going to again, except maybe a little bit with my kids. But like, you know, so there's no need to rush and them then out you it. have kids and you never get to go do all the disney world exactly. rides that you do again. it's sad so sad life you know <laughs> well here's no, some of the wonderful. things that moms are feeling guilty about you know um they feel like they're not teaching their kids enough um because sometimes kids will even say you know i don't feel very well prepared and i was just talking to a mom recently uh by uh email and that's what she was saying but you know and i was trying to solve a problem and to find, to come to find out that once this child just said it out loud, it was almost like that was enough. You know, they didn't really, I don't think they really meant it, but sometimes our kids just say things like, well, I didn't learn enough, you know, you didn't teach me. And uh, sometimes you take it really personal, uh, but sometimes they're just talking um, because for that one moment, you know, they felt dumb or whatever. And honestly, I don't know. Did you ever feel that way, Ben? Like you didn't know as much as other people? I mean, every once in a while. But I mean, not not public schoolers. It was more just you come across someone who their parent or whoever was super, super on about, you know, making some kind of math something was super important. And, you know, I did all a lot of it. But it wasn't something where I was just like, you know, sometimes I would talk about things. But like once I hit you know, got out of the age where I actually cared about like those little things that literally meant nothing in life. Um, I've never felt that way ever since. I mean, every once in a while, you know, someone would be like, well, you don't know that. But it's like, who cares? Like, you know, there's a thousand million things any I could do towards them. Not that I'm that's not that it's a competition, but like just because someone knows a fact that your kid doesn't or whatever has no meaning and whether they actually know how to cope as an adult <laughs> like that has that's no right meaning. that's right i mean ben probably knows like what all the empires in the galactic empire yeah, exactly i mean you know there's so many people who don't know any of that stuff and i'm so thankful i'm so much better prepared uh but yeah you know I, but that's what kind of what it feels like and maybe and i think that's where moms you have to believe really believe that home's the best place for your kids, and the things that you're teaching them outside of those textbooks are way more important than the things inside the textbooks. You know, they're learning things that are just so, so valuable. Um, and if they were somewhere else, they, they'd be missing some of those lessons. So you gotta believe, you know, that your kids are, they're not, they're not missing out. You know, even if they say, oh, I wish I was because I'd learn more. It's not the truth. It's not the truth. And if you um, are doing the textbooks, which you are some, I assume, like you being one on one or one on a couple is going to make them so learn so much more than they will in a big group setting. So just because you think that and honestly, like I, I wonder how much of the perception <laughs> is 
not actually marketing, but like schools and colleges and things like that, they don't want to be perceived as failure and not actually teaching much. You know, that's literally what they're required to do. So they're obviously going to right. make it look like they are teaching their kids to be geniuses. But when you actually look and talk to the kids, it's not what you, you know, what the perception is being put out there. And she said, well, mentioned the college thing, like getting into college or whatever. Yeah. I was actually looking on the, um, what's Brian Ray's thing? Uh, oh, Brian Ray. Brian oh, what's what's the website called though? Uh, uh, National, NEHR or something National like Homeschool that. Homeschool yeah. uh, Education Resource or something like that. Yeah. But he was saying, you know, if if this stuff doesn't matter, but if you wanted to, um, the average homeschooler has a higher um, achievement. You know, they 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 test higher. They have higher SAT scores. Um, they regardless of, and that has nothing to do with the parents prior like if they were a teacher or something like that um on just normal um achievement tests again means nothing i think but if you want to if that's all that matters to you then those things are things that homeschoolers test higher on and if you go to his website it's nheri.org he has all the sources and stuff for a lot of this stuff um and it's just it's really good um and they 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 tend to um succeed at college at at a much higher rate than the normal general public population does and they also tend to be more involved in other things in the community and stuff like that just because i think again they have values and family that make certain things uh a lot more effective and i think you know the kids who succeed in public school it's the same thing Right. You know, it's not about that they were taught so much. It's because right. usually they have an intact family, you know, and God created them that way. And when you, you know, because there were kids who were good at math in high school, in a public school, and those who weren't totally. good in math. The same way in our homeschool. There are some that are good at math, some who aren't good in math, you know. And I think, at, but in a homeschool, we get to celebrate the things that they are good at. And we don't have to worry about the things that they're not good at. Um, But there's some other things. You know, I know you feel guilty about some of the experiences that your kids might be missing out. You know, whether they, you know, it was so much fun having a locker or, you know, we had to go get our school lunch or a hundred sports or whatever. Um, Again, you don't have to feel guilty about that. I knew people who would say to us when Ben was little, well, don't you feel bad because your kids, um, you know, aren't playing school sports. And I'm like, no. I mean, they get to travel around in an RV all over the country. Don't you feel bad that your kids didn't get to do that? You know, we all have different experiences. You could say, don't you feel bad that Ben didn't grow up having a living on a horse farm? Or don't you feel bad that right. he didn't grow up, you know, in the North Pole eating whale blubber? You know, there are a lot of ex- your kids can't have all the experiences. I'll tell you, their experiences at home are way better than any experience they can have in a school setting. Um, but there are other things that you, you, you maybe feel guilty about not spending enough time with each of your children individually, even though as this mom wrote, I just thought it was really neat where she said, you know, that, uh, she said, I spent some time tonight before bed. I took him, took some time just to listen to him, explain about what he enjoys imagining. It helped me to just stop and listen to him. You know, that's the important part. Um, you don't have to take your kid. If you got multiple kids, you don't have to take them on special kid date nights. You don't have to feel guilty about that. God put them together in that unit of family. That's a good unit. That's enough. And I don't know, Ben, now that you have two kids, does does your wife start to feel that like way? Like, you know, I'm not spending enough time with Renly because Hudson's taking so much More time. More the other way around. You know, Hudson's easy going. Uh-huh. Renly takes a lot of time. So he usually just sits there, you know. But, I mean, like, realistically... 
I mean, any homeschooling mom is going to spend like 10 times the amount of time with any of their kids than if they were in school. I mean, you know, all the people I know who are, you know, have kids in school, they're gone all day, you know, so right there yeah. you're with them all day, even if you're not like one-on-one with each individual one for the same amount. And then a lot of times they do band practice or whatever all evening there where they do sports multiple times in a week. I mean, literally they're talking like, um, I mean, I was just talking to someone at work where it's like a couple hours every few nights. Like, I mean, it's literally almost nothing, you know, and it's so, I mean, if you're worried about that, you're put giving them an example all day long every day. I mean, that is so much more time than you'll ever get if you have your kid in school or, you know, right, I mean, right. so I, and I never felt like that. I mean, maybe my younger siblings did cause you know, I probably was not the one who, you know, but I don't think any of them feel like mom and dad didn't give me any time, you know, and I know Hudson won't think that and no, shouldn't. And I don't think that will be an issue with us either, even though some of them may, you know, require a little bit more uh, focus if they're a little bit more of a handful, but you know. And it doesn't take very much time. Just laying in bed for a few minutes right, exactly. is really about all you really, really need because we want our kids to know that, you know, they're, and we've talked about this in the past, we want their fulfillment you know to be their family i don't want ben to think man i just need to go out and get you know have time to myself all the time because you know nobody's giving me any special time you know i want him to find his enjoyment you know when he's with his family unit because i know a lot of dads my you know who spend a lot of their time trying to escape you know so they can have their own time so they can have a special one-on-one time and when you got a bunch of kids that's that's hard to do um but at the same time i know some of you moms might be feeling guilty because you think oh if my kids were in school in school then i would be a better fun more fun mom you know for the short period of time that i got to see them i don't believe it i don't think that really happens i think you still would be stressed out because it's stressful being a mom no matter how long you are with your kids or even if you're Uh just homeschooling and you feel like you should be more fun or whatever I mean, right. you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone I'm sure could be, but that's not, you know, that's not realistic and that's not what, and again, the smiling part of this whole thing is not that you're actually physically always having fun, always smiling, but right. it's not, not that it's because we have some people always comment that like, well, I wasn't smiling. And it's like, we're not trying to say you always should be smiling. Cause obviously we recognize every family, every homeschooling time is going to have tears and anger and everything else. It's just that if you never smile, then that's that's what we're talking about. But just right, right. have you on that. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, one more. And then we got to cut this thing off. Um, but, you know, even that that feeling, that false feeling that your kids are not going to get into college or they're not going to get good jobs because you're not preparing them. You know, again, that's just a bunch of baloney. It's not true. If you want your kid, if your kids want to go to college, they can get into college. In fact, I just got this thing. You know, uh, it was a Christian, some of the Christian schools, obviously not all the Christian schools, but uh, people who advertise all the Christian school, excuse me, all the Christian schools like in the country. And it had, you know, what they offered, uh, their student teacher ratio, their price. And, you know, the thing is, if you want your kid to go to a Christian school, all you have to do is pay the $40,000 tuition per year and your kid will go to Christian school. Um, you know, I was just talking again to the to the guys down at teaching textbooks and they're saying the college market is so competitive. They want your students. It's not hard to get in. You know, that's a, a false assumption to think that they're not going to be able to get in. If you want if your kids want to, they're going to, you know, and in fact, you know, in, as far as working, you're teaching them already. 
how to be diligent, which you should be, how to work, how to do those things. And they're going to be the, they're going to be the cream of the crop uh, in any work situation that they're going to be a part of. I think you if know, you want to get them to be get a good job and do that, have them work right out of high school or near the end of high school. Have them do some kind of job, even if it's just a fast food, because I think that is super important in helping people get a good sense of like what actually working is. You know, I was just reading something about, I think mom sent this to you, dad, actually as well, but the right. thing about the college and sending kids in to this right. place that just, they don't even, it's a bubble of, you know, basically wickedness in a lot of places, you know, not necessarily the uh. Christian schools as much, but um, because people just aren't prepared for anything other than, you know, normal everything. And then they just get into, launched into a place without adults. But um, this is not Christians. This is just everyone in general. Um, but I, they were saying that they think, you know, sending kids to, or having a kid work is so valuable. And I think like getting something to actually get some experience of, you know, getting up in the morning and having to do stuff that's not fun. If you want your kid to just, you know, learn how to do that stuff, then I think that's way more effective than, um, getting them in the college. And I was looking at like, you know, some of these colleges have a lower acceptance rate, they say, but I saw something recently where it was saying that, you know, it's so easy to apply at colleges now that people apply to so many that the acceptance rate looks lower because mm. people are applying at so many so easily. Cause all you have to do is create an application online. You can send it to 10 different ones super easily. But right. in reality, a lot of them have a very high acceptance rate and they're <laughs> adding so many rooms and stuff because they're businesses essentially that it's actually outpacing the amount of high, high schoolers now that there are like the growth in high schools is smaller than there is in growth in colleges. So, you know, they're advertising all over the world trying to get people to come in so that they can fill them like they don't. I mean, they're again, their job is not only education it's to have a business that you know makes money so in a lot of cases um, that's another we're gonna have to have another conversation on that in fact we're going to talk about that maybe in the coming weeks um but again as we wrap this up mom no guilt you don't need to feel guilty you do what you believe god would have you do with your kids and then even if they complain about it let them complain that'll they'll feel better about that but you know without a shadow of doubt that home's the best place for your kids and you're the best teacher of your kids and your kids are going to be just exactly what god created them to be well have a great week uh if you do halloween have a great, great safe trick-or-treating time if you don't do halloween uh have a great time as you're cowering in your basement you know away from all the evil no i'm kidding um but have a great day anyway celebrate it another way um because that's the great thing about holidays because you get to celebrate the best there is family um and we'll talk to you next week um, again, maybe you see those stack of, count, of games behind me. You can see those. Uh, we're getting ready to ship out a bunch of uh, games, uh, some of our Christmas game, our ca calendar for dads. The You to Dad, yeah, Dad daily calendar is about to go on sale. Um, so you're going to want to get that for your husband. We'll talk more about that as the weeks progress. Um, but have a great week, and don't forget to smile. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. We hope the topic was encouraging and we hope this helped take some of the guilt that you may be feeling away. If you have a question or comment you would like us to talk about on the show, you can email us to, at todd at thesmilinghomeschooler.com or you can message us on Facebook. We also want to thank Teaching Dentists for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. They make math fun and you can check out their free trial over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week and as always, keep smiling.